Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. There's no doubt that uh, the whole world of communications, interpersonal communications, uh, corporate communications, uh, certainly uh, social media, the rise of the Internet, all these things have changed the way people communicate with one another, emails and texts and uh, you know, tweets. Uh, how Does anybody use the phone anymore? I mean, and a number of our bishops have noted changes in the way we communicate and also the etiquette of communication. Last year, Archbishop of Detroit, Alan Vigneron, and also the Bishop of Arlington, Virginia, Michael Burbage, both published pastoral letters on Catholic communication. Uh, Both had an eye, of course, to social media and digital communication. My guest is Billy Atwell. He's Chief Communications Officer for the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia. Uh, He, in fact, moderated uh, two interviews with the bishops and then uh, also a panel discussion that included myself and Teresa Tamio, Father Charles Fox of the Archdiocese of Detroit, and Greg Erlinson from Catholic News Service. These have all been gathered together now and uh, edited in a nice assemblage called Digital Transformation in the Catholic Church, Bringing Truth and Hope in the Modern Age, and it's soon to be released. Billy, good to have you back with me. Thanks. Al, thank you so much for having me on. It's good to talk to you. Talk to me about the origins of this project. Yeah, that's that's a great question. So Edmundo Reyes is the director of communications for the Archdiocese of Detroit. He and I are friends. We've known each other for a couple of years now. And we were talking about the fact that both of our bishops in a fairly close period of time had put out pastoral letters on communications. Bishop Burbage is called In Tongues All Can Hear, Communicating the Hope of Christ in Times of Trial. And his was... Uh, the Beauty of Truth, a pastoral note on communicating truth and love in the digital age. And we were just kind of remarking about the fact that they had both done this, and then he, he raised the point, he said, so should we do something with that? You know, there's, there's something there if they both have these ideas. Yeah. So we mulled over a number of different ideas, and we said, you know, we'd like to get maybe a deeper discussion of the two bishops, but then bring in other voices from Catholic media to discuss the, the topic from different angles. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, again where Teresa and uh, Father Fox and uh, uh, Greg Erlinson and myself came in, and uh, we conducted a panel discussion there. There's no doubt that people uh, communicate differently today uh, than you know when I was entering adulthood. Uh, it's amazing how little communication is by phone uh, these days. How much of it is through, uh, well, email, but even more so uh, mere texts. And uh, there's lots of informal communication uh, through Twitter. And, of course, there's constant Facebook uh, interactions. What kind these changes in communication also change the way we express ourselves. How does that play into this for the Christian? That's a great question, and you're right. So we've got all these different modes of communication, but we also find ourselves sometimes attaching our identity to these things. Yeah. You know, we first call them avatars, right? You'd even have a little icon where you, you find the symbol that matches you, and so people create personas. You go on Instagram, there's almost a pathology that goes with this, where yeah. people create and only demonstrate the best parts of themselves and their lives and parenthood, but you know behind the scenes it's messy. And this isn't realistic, right? Right. And so when people were going through the pandemic, both of our bishops recognized um, that we were highly reliant on virtual technology 
to interact and to communicate with other people. Well, what impact does that have on us in the long run, right? And so it's interesting, like, for instance, I have um, a, lot, a number of Gen Z uh, individuals that, that work for me at the Diocese of Arlington. Mm-hmm. And initially, in the front end of the pandemic, they were the most eager to go to telework, right? They were very comfortable in the digital world. The idea of working from home did not bother them at all, yeah. especially during the lockdown. And they were the first ones to ask us to stop teleworking when it seemed like, you know, COVID rates and so on were starting to dissipate. And I thought that was very intriguing. They really? needed that physical interaction. They were looking for the physical. Oh, that's interesting. They saw what was lacking. Huh. They saw what okay. was lacking in, in the purely virtual existence. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, actually, that's good news for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> because I've 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 not been big on the remote work environment. Uh, I think there's just something lost. Uh, it, it, I think creativity is lost when you're working in an isolated environment. I think there are certain kinds of social uh, lubrications <laughs> that keep. Uh, yeah. A team working together, the certain kindnesses, the bringing in of uh, somebody brought in, uh, you know, Melissa brought in uh, blueberry Kringle the other day that everybody was able to share in the office here. Yeah. And, you know, people. Well, it's definitely. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's really woven into who we are. Like, we're we're meant to have some alone time where we can recharge our batteries, especially if you're an introvert. Uh, but we're meant for physical connectedness. Like we know with the sacraments, right? Um, form and substance are both part of what necessitates a valid sacrament. Right. And so we know like you can't do confession over Zoom. Right. Well, it would seem like if you take the spiritual out of it and just look at it as a practical matter, well, why not? Right? You're sitting there, you're interacting, you can even look at each other. But but Christ has taught us, you know, God has taught us through Scripture and the Revelation of the Church that, no, we are meant for that physical context. So I think, you know, in the workspace, we're going to have some element of telework, but we are meant to physically interact to some degree, and it's going to vary depending on workplaces. But I think we're seeing what is true in our faith really become evident in the very practical lives that we have in the office. Have you seen a decline in basic etiquette? in the way uh, Catholics communicate with one another and about one another? Um, I, there was, I think it was actually worse before. I think people, there, there's becoming, well, with the whole cancel culture mentality, there's becoming a better sense that you're accountable for what you say online, that there isn't this, these tweets are my own, this doesn't impact my you know, by work. Very well, good. It, it does. It reflects your character. And mm-hmm. Your character reflects on you as a professional and, and so on. So I think um, I think there's more accountability in some ways, um, but then there are also social medias that are coming up that allow for a lot more anonymity so that you can be somewhat reckless, frankly, in the way you interact with people. And I, I still think there was this lingering, though, desire by some to be vicious online and, and, and to be mean-spirited. Um, and we see that come through, um, but when you meet them, and talk to them, sometimes you realize that, that this isn't the real person. So right. Online presence right. isn't who they really are. Why is it that they feel that, that liberty on the Internet? I, I don't have the answer to that one, but we also see a lot of good online. Mm-hmm. And there's opportunities with the Internet, too, that are sometimes not capitalized on quite enough. Yes, very true. Uh, did the uh, bishops refer to this uh, sometimes dichotomy between a person's uh, social self and this sliver of themselves that they present uh, through social media, which can sometimes be uh, harassing, uh, vindictive, uh, crass. 
Did the bishops address this problem? Of, oh, yes. Yes. So. Yes, they did. Sorry, that was my understanding. Yeah, no, they did. In both their pastoral letters, they talk about um, kind of this, um, the, how the anonymity and almost the veil that technology can create for people um, can create this um, sense of protection from accountability and from decency. And so that in both of and, and Edmundo and I had discussed this on the front end of the project about, you know, should that, shouldn't that be addressed? You know, bishops are pastoral fathers, like we're their spiritual children. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. And so their job is to guide us. And so they both uh, address that and said that there needs to be an accountability here. And I think that partly comes from the, the interactions we have with our real friends, that our friends would help keep us accountable to this, people that we actually know outside of the, the virtual spaces. My guest is Billy Atwell. He's a Chief Communications Officer for the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia. We're talking about a project that he uh, moderated uh, called Digital Communication and uh, or Digital Transforma- Transformation in the Catholic Church, Bringing Truth and Hope in the Modern Age, which is uh, soon to be released. What's the release date we've got on this, uh, Billy? Well, it's been kind of rolled out. Because we have dioceses with different priorities, you know, at Arlington we published it on our our YouTube channel, but haven't really promoted it. We're going to be coordinating that with um, uh, with Detroit, and then Ave Maria's got their own. But yeah, I think whether you go to Ave Maria Radio's website or um, Arlington Diocese's uh, YouTube channel, or the Archdiocese of Detroit, and just search that digital transformation phrase, you'll find you'll find what you're looking for. Because there's a part one that's the bishops' conversation, and the part two that that was that panel discussion, and they're both very very good, and worth listening to for sure. Did the bishops uh, surprise you in any way, things that they brought up? I was surprised in the conversation that they had, because I moderated their conversation. Really, I was trying to, as ironic as it is, bridge the gap of technology yeah. and, um, and just help, help them keep connecting on the point. Um, I saw a fatherhood in both of them, and, and working with closely with Bishop Burbage, I see it regularly, but it's hard sometimes to portray that in kind of a public media mm-hmm. uh, sense, and, and especially in online media. And I saw in both of them a, a, a deep um, pastoral seriousness about how do we bridge the challenges that technology creates, but how do we also capitalize on the opportunities uh, that they create? They talked about how technology creates uh, an opportunity for the Church to be more transparent. We talked about some, for instance, with the abuse crisis, how it actually provided opportunities for bishops to be uh, the face of their diocese and to speak directly to the people. They weren't as filtered through the news media. We still certainly need the news media, and they serve an important role, mm-hmm. but they weren't solely reliant on them to get the message out to the faithful. And the bishops really have um, a responsibility, but the opportunity uh, to speak directly to the faithful, and they have a deep desire to do it. So I, I saw a fatherhood in them that was just like whether it's, whether it's good or bad news, how does a father speak to their family? I saw in them in that conversation that desire to do that with the faithful, and technology and communications tools are a means to do that. Yeah, very good. Um, anything surprise you about the panel discussion? Uh, I I just enjoyed it so much. I don't know that anything surprised me. I just loved getting to sit with, <laughs> with with you and Teresa yeah. and Monsignor um, Fox and Greg Erland. Said I, I just felt I, I felt so outclassed at that. It was, <laughs> it was so fun to just be a part of that that conversation. Well, you, but each person had such a unique uh, background. 
Yeah. And so there was no, no two people were, were alike in their experience. And that brought about just really interesting insights. And that's why and that, that's almost an hour long conversation. And we were having to cut ourselves off there at the end. Yeah. It was really, really engaging and very interesting. Well, let me just say you, d- you did a great job. You made it. Uh, I would say that your moderating of the discussion kept it moving. Um, sometimes those kinds of panel discussions can bog down. But I thought you did a great job at keeping us focused and uh, moving the conversation along. So. I would urge people to make sure it's worth seeing. Digital Transformation in the Catholic Church, Bringing Truth and Hope in the Modern Age. We'll have it available at AveMariaRadio.net and also the uh, Diocese of Arlington, Virginia and the Archdiocese of Detroit. Billy, we'll talk again, huh? Thank you so much, Al. Okay. Billy Atwell is Chief Communications Officer for the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia. Also husband, father, and you heard a story uh, two weeks ago, a two-time cancer survivor He'll be joining us again. I'm Al Cresta.